Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, or I should say welcome back, since we've been taking a two-week hiatus, because I was on vacation, and you know what? Every now and then, I deserve some time off, so I did it. But we're back at it again, drinking, talking about shit. So, here we go. Getting joined tonight by Aaron the Destroyer. Aaron, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm already starting to feel my sunburn, so I can't wait to see how tomorrow goes. But for oh. now, I'm good, so it's good. Oh, God. Why are you sunburned? Um, I went to the beach today, um, and I did put sunblock on, but it wasn't waterproof, so that wasn't something that I'd taken into account. So I put it all on and then immediately got in the lake and stayed there for, like, hours. So Icky. It doesn't look bad now, but I'm probably going to be, like, lobstery tomorrow. Oof. That's all I gotta say to that is oof. And we're joined tonight by Shinzu. Shinzu, how are you feeling good, sir? I'm feeling perfectly fine tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am drinking heavily this evening because I have not been drinking anything since I got back from New York. Because I went on vacation there. And I think I drank every single night I was there. And I got back and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go hit it this hard. I'm just gonna wait. So I haven't had anything to drink up until today. Plus I've kind of put myself on a restrictive calorie diet because I ate probably everything in sight while I was up there. And it was fantastic. So now I'm just trying to keep myself under control. But. First segment of the show, what is everybody drinking? I am drinking, I just cracked open my last bottle of ginger spice whiskey. I know I drink this stuff a lot, but you know what? When you find something good, you just buy seven bottles of it and you just keep drinking until you get done with all seven of those bottles. Aaron, what are you drinking with us this evening? Are you drinking with us this evening? Um, I'm not drinking this evening. I am drinking uh, my house's finest tap water out of a Guinness glass, though. That's got to count oh, for something. I like it. Um, yeah, but I, I drank earlier at the beach, so I thought I should maybe lay off and switch to some water. So hydration, especially with the sunburn, that's a good call. That's a good call. Don't worry, I'll have I have some telemore do here, so I'll just I'll snap that back for you midway. Yeah, drink here. for me, please. But you, Shinzi, man, what are you drinking? Well, considering the fact that the uh, last time we decided to do the podcast, or rather the last time we actually were able to do the podcast because we were both on vacation, I uh, we talked about Dalmore. So I am drinking a 12-year-old Dalmore today. Oh, yes. Tell me about it. I want to hear everything that you have to say about it. It's delicious. It's probably one of my favorite scotches to drink. Not the favorite. Um, I think one of my favorites would be like a Glenfiddich 15 because I just think it's a lot like more mellow out. And the 15 year old Dalmore is very good as well. It's just for the price point, the Glenfiddich 15 year old is like spot on. But this is like, it's nice and sweet. It's mellow. It's got like vanilla, a little citrusy in it. It has a little back bite to it as well from the from being aged in a cask. And then finished off in a three years, uh, oh, sorry, <clears throat> last year in a sherry cask. Yeah, man. Dalmore is just such a, a nice, and it's cheap too. That's the thing I love about it. It is super cheap. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, the bottle of the twelve year is like eighty bucks when you consider it's aged in barrels and it's a single malt, so it's not like they're taking stuff that was like made last week and blending it in. It's just whatever they have in that in that barrel uh, or barrels rather is aged twelve years and eighty dollars for twelve years. And sometimes you can get it cheaper than that. It's not a bad price. 
No, no. For the quality you're getting, it's fantastic. Uh, well, second segment of the show. We have been away for two weeks, so we've got a lot of catching up to do. But uh, State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past, well, now a couple weeks. Or we pontificate on how we feel gaming is in general today. So, Shinzu, what's your State of Games, man? Well, you all probably expect me to come back and talk about Destiny 2, the best worst game we've all ever played. Um, however, I have officially benched that game for the foreseeable future because the grind burnout has been existent in that game, at least for me personally, because I do tend to play that game a lot, or at least I used to. And there's nothing for me to do until the new stuff uh, drops on August 22nd. Uh, so I decided to go back and uh, I redid my Raspberry Pi. And I started revisiting some of the old games from my youth, and I actually got really hooked on Secret of Evermore again. I love that game so much. Great game. Oh, man, with the dog? Yeah, it's a great game. And then um, I actually started playing uh, and streaming The Mortician's Assistant, which you know we messaged about that game, and it's, it's pretty terrifying in some aspects. I think the trailer, personally, had the scares down a bit better. Uh, the game kind of feels like it wants to be scarier than it is, at least the first couple times you play through it, but it gets progressively worse for you as you continue through the game. But it's really confusing at first, and then I decided to give uh, Player Unknown battlegrounds a try again because one of my friends said they released a patch and they're like oh it's a great game and it's still not it's complete garbage <laughs> i was gonna say those battle royales like it's it's like it's it's a feast or famine because like I, I could find some battle royales that i just enjoy just to mess around in but then you get like those sweaties because as soon as you start getting at anywhere near good and i say good one of the phrase when you start getting better they just start throwing you in matches with just sweaty people. And it's like, all right. I mean, at least with Apex Legends, when you suck horribly, they're just like, oh, we're just going to throw you in with a bunch of bots to, you know, make you feel good. The next game you get thrown in with just like a sweaty person who just murks you within the first 30 seconds. Well, that was just it. Like, I, I used to play that game with my friends uh, when it first came out, and we en- we did enjoy it when it first came out back when it was like a mod off of Arma. We were like, oh, this is a good it's a good time to like, you know, waste like 45 minutes or something like that to an hour. And then I like, I put it down and I hadn't touched it in like two, two and a half years. And then they're like, Hey, we released this update. My friends are like, it's really good. You should come try it. First match. This dude is just spinning in circles, shooting car 98 shots off and getting headshots left and right. Hacker. Second game, same deal, ran into a hacker. And then they make you, like, even if you have a thousand hours logged in that game previously, they make you slog through, like, training matches. Then they make you slog through casual matches. Then you can play the actual game content. And out of the five matches I played of, like, the actual game content, where I was playing full teams, you know, four squads, squads of four, uh, only one of those games actually had me in a squad of four. The rest of the games were squads of two. And I'm like, you can't have a, like, a game like this and pair a team of two up against teams of four all over the place. So we'd be constantly running into teams and it was just a complete mess. Like it was on, it was not fun. And I was trying, I'm trying to give it another shot today or earlier today. It was the same deal. Like every once in a while you get a squad of four, you get some good guys and it's fun. But then the minute that team breaks up, you have to go on solo and you try to find a match with a bunch of people you don't know. It's just a hassle. Fair enough. Do you play PUBG, Aaron? I have not played it. I'm not super into um, 
that type of thing. The only thing that I play is Call of Duty, but I've kind of like benched that for a little while because Vanguard really just pissed me off as it's just an unfinished mess. Like it's just a cash grab. Like they didn't even make a full game. Like the story mode is just a rehash of shit they've already done like two or three, four times now. So I, was, I got kind of sick of it. And then there were like hackers in some of the lobbies. I'm like, yeah, I just forget this, man. So I just I started playing Monster Hunter Rise recently. That's what I got into. Call of Duty War never changes. Neither does the storyline. It's the same thing now. I'm like, it was so like, I was there for, you know, Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And now they just, I know that they're not releasing game every year now, but for like forever, they release a game every year and it's the same game. And then with Vanguard, they were just like, you know what? I know that all these stories are the same, but what if we did the same thing? Except now we just made it more obvious about how many shits we don't give about you and we'll just half ass everything well wasn't the like one of the most recent titles they had the same you have to snipe the bad guy but no matter what you do you always miss the shot and that was in like one of the very first call of duties where you had to take like a a shot of some russian dude and no matter how you shot him you always took his arm off you could never get a kill shot and then the entire like storyline takes place, and you fast forward like seven games later, they're now officially recycling everything. It's like playing FIFA soccer all over again. Well, I mean, yeah, at least I we... think. Oops, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is because it pissed me off, and I didn't even finish playing the story. But it just—it's it, just a recycled. It's. Just, I mean, it's World War Two again now for the third time. So like that, I mean, they could do something with it maybe, but they just didn't. And then you can't, it just sucks. It's just, it's just a shitty mess. It's every part of it. I'm just mad. See, at least with FIFA and like Madden and all that stuff, you, you know what you're getting. You don't expect them to be bringing anything really super new to the table. Just, oh, maybe you'll look better. Oh, you'll have some different player stats. Oh, you might, you know, the animations might look a little better. Oh, hit detection might be a bit better, but you don't. You don't really expect them to bring much to the table. But with a Call of Duty, you kind of like, you hope that they're going to, they're going to, I don't know, focus on bullet drop or something. Make it, make it worthwhile. Well, I mean, it's Activision though. And Activision is like one step away from EA where they really do have, I think Activision specifically has like that place, that pay to play style uh in games where people basically just waste money on trying to get like drops and they'll play that not gambling uh loot box situation and that's where they get all their money for and they just tend to lock all the good stuff behind paywalls for people who are like have to play multiplayer you want to get the new weapons faster it's easier just to throw money at them and i think that's their entire thing now is that they're literally just putting everything behind paywalls and oddly enough once uh destiny became part of like the activision umbrella or uh battle.net that's exactly what they did they just went for like this giant paywall on various things and thankfully the gameplay itself was more open but like all the little things you wanted slash needed to have quotation marks i needed there were behind a paywall so when you say needed back when it was battle.net they were still doing the dlc drops so where it was just specific dlcs and all the stuff that you actually could pay for other than like the official expansion was all cosmetic so in destiny I, I that's the only thing i'll disagree with you there they've changed completely more to make things behind the paywall with the seasons and how they've changed to now with Destiny than they ever did with Activision and, and uh, 
Well, I refer to that as is if you if you throw money at them, you level up faster, you get certain things quicker than that way. Not in Destiny. Have you played it recently? Uh, no, you're talking about with Activision and Blizzard. No, yeah, but when they came away from them, yeah, no, when they came away from like Activision, they started doing like a lot of the same tropes. Yeah, but you had said back when they started with Activision, they went. Oh down yeah, that no, route. even with, even back then, they started like the the uh, I think it's Evermore is their is their uh, vendor that you can exchange things for actually like real money now. That is even now like you, you, sorry back when they were part of Activision, they really started gearing up a lot of things where like ornamentals were in there, but you could also pay for like leveling your character up too. And that was kind of what they did in World of Warcraft as well. So things like that were like you you don't need it, but. Yeah, the only thing that they had was the the level bump, and that was towards the very end. But almost, but everything else that they had was cosmetic. They only started going really behind that paywall thing after they left Activision, and then they really started to gouge you. Yeah, and it's now for, now for everything they add to the game too. And my major complaint about that game is everything they add, they take like four things away, and the, they still have <laughs> they still have like one dungeon that has been uh, cycled into like the Vanguard Ops playlist, and that's like pre Destiny, like that's pre Destiny two. That same dungeon has just been going on for like the entire duration. They have all these really cool, really nice dungeons that have just been archived and they haven't brought back. And it just, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but fans are just not really happy with it. Well, Aaron, you were saying Monster Hunter. Anything else you've been playing? Um, Nope. It's literally just been that since I picked it up. I haven't put it down. It's been a couple weeks and I'm kind of obsessed with it. Um, I don't know if you guys have played it, but it kind of it requires you to do some grinding because you need like monster parts for, you know, new weapons and and armor. But I just it's just really likable. I just really like it. It's pretty fun. So I played Monster Hunter World. How does it compare to that? Um, it's similar. It's um, it's made traveling around the map a lot quicker. Um, so like even if hypothetically you had like the same exact you know stuff that you had before in World and we're fighting the same monsters, your missions will get done quicker because you can hop on you know a dog or they have these bugs that you can use. Hmm. So you can travel around, but they've also now the maps are less. Uh, I don't want to say like linear, but like there's multiple levels now where like places you can only get to if you, you know, zip line up with your bugs um, or literally like run up walls and stuff. So now there's um, like hidden stuff that you can look for on mountains or in caves and shit like that. So it's, there's other stuff you can look for now to collect. That's really cool too. Oh, awesome. Um, and the graphics are a little bit more cartoony than worlds. Cause it's not as large of a game. So I don't think they put, that much oomph into it, but it's got that same feel. Um, and there's also uh, crap. What do they call them? There's like uh, like defense missions that you have to do, where multiple monsters try to attack uh, like a fortress that you defend. So there's now there's like a little bit of strategy in it because you have to fortify defenses with different um, like cannons or ballistas and things like that. So it's a it's it's a little different, but it's it's still got that monster hunter feel to it that you get from World. Awesome. I was going to say, I, I really, I enjoyed World. And I honestly, the graphics of World, I didn't think, I mean, of course, you're walking around with giant swords and whatnot. So, I mean, there's that aspect of it that's cartoony. But I thought World itself didn't really feel, it didn't look as cartoony as it as I expected it to be, I should say. Because the other Monster Hunters, I kind of felt were really heavily self like almost, um, 
almost borderland level cell shaded, you know, very cartoony. But I thought World was graphically fantastic. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, like, World is really, like, I loved the graphics of World. Um, Rise takes it, uh, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but, like, everything looks, like, a little bit brighter than it should be. Like, a little bit less realistic, just more, like, literally, like, a cartoon, like, on TV. Like, brighter everything, kind of. More vivid. Yeah, that's a better way to describe it. Yeah, it's much more vivid looking than World is. But it's still, it's still really good. I really like it. But I want them to make a Monster Hunter world too because i was obsessed with monster hunter world monster hunter world i i for what i played of it i really enjoyed it but it came monster hunter world came man right in between so many other things so i really just didn't get a chance it was one of those all right do i devote into this i haven't played any other monster hunters so i'm really not invested in the storyline and the world build that's already been there do i do I d- dive deep into it, or do I kind of like kick back? What do I do? So, you just watch the movie, Monster Hunter. There's a movie. Oh my god, you didn't yeah, know what? it's a steaming pile of poo. It is oh awful. It stars Milia Jonovich, and it pretty much plays out like all the later Resident Evil movies. Oh god, no, 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 no. No, the one movie that I did, uh, when I think of a video game that was just obs- like an obscure movie to come out from a video game, which I never expected, was uh, um, Dragon's Quest. Did you see Dragon's Quest, My Story? Did you ever play? I mean, I'm assuming, Shinzi, you played Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest back in the day. You, how could you not play Dragon's Quest? The original, or the Dragon, Dragon's Warrior, the original Dragon's Warrior, where you had the rainbow bridge, the, the rain staff, and the sunshine amulet? Yeah, it's very, it's very, ex- yeah, I can explain that very easily. D was a dick when we were kids. He wouldn't let me touch the game. Oh, touche. Okay. Well, anyway. So, Dragon Warrior, which eventually turned into Dragon's Quest, um, was an RPG. Like, it was like one of the OG Nintendo RPGs. It was actually. I want to say, I don't know if Dragon Warrior came out before Final Fantasy, but I I definitely played Dragon Warrior before I played Final Fantasy. Um, and there's a movie that came out, and it was on Netflix or something. And I thought it was one of those choose-your-own-adventure like movies, because they've had a bunch of those out on Netflix. But no, this is just literally a telling of all of the Dragon Warrior games through the movie. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty actually a pretty good movie to watch just chill out and watch um so if you if you've ever played dragon's quest or if you're ever interested in playing dragon's quest but you want to like get caught up on some of the story and not have to slog through some of the earlier you know rough graphic titles um check out dragon's quest my story so it's it's okay It's, it's a decent movie but it tells the stories unlike the dead space movies which tell stories around dead space so you're not actually talking about isaac clark you're talking about stuff that happened on like the ishimura before isaac clark got there you know that type of stuff good anime actually yeah you know what there's 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 been some really good ones no we got here sorry Oh, no. Well, I didn't have anything, you know, super special to add. I was still caught up on that there was a Monster Hunter movie that I've never heard of. And I I know that a lot of the older Resident Evil movies, they were really terrible, but I kind of loved them because they were terrible. So I feel like it's still something that I might like, even though, like, objectively, I know it's bad. 
but then that's why I like it. I don't know well, how I, else to explain that. I did send uh, Cecil a link uh, via Discord, so he has I, I the displeasure that. of viewing that. And yeah, I watched it because I said, like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. I really don't know that much about Monster Hunter because I don't really play that that game uh, so i figured maybe coming in with a set of eyes that isn't you know soaked in the uh in the storyline it might be decent and i watched it and i think i got like half an hour into it and i was just like i can't do this it's just so bad well so the the first resident evil movie with the first resident evil movie was okay like for it had nothing to do with the books. Or, sorry, nothing to do with the games. It had even less to do with the books. The books actually nailed the story way better than the movies ever could. Uh, especially even though, like, the, the books that they, they made in between, where they had, like, Cabin's Cove and um, what was that second book? I can't even remember the name of it. But they, they just nailed the story-wise with that Trent character that was just in the background. Um, but the movies for Resident Evil, they're not good. But if you turn your brain off and watch them, they're fun. See, I liked the very first Resident Evil. Like, I figured if they were going to do one and they weren't going to be, like, strictly true to the storyline, that was probably the best variation of anything you're going to get. Uh, after that, it all went downhill, and they went downhill in a big way. It was like an elevator that lost its brakes filled with, like, shit, and it crashed, and it was a poo explosion. See, now... And, and I've got an unpopular opinion here, as per the internet tells me. But I actually think the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was probably the best adaptation we were going to get that was still close or trying to stay close to the games. You shut your mouth. Dude. You shut your mouth. They made so many fan service scenes and comments in that movie that I literally was nerding out every single time. The movie's terrible. So, like, hold on. Before anybody's like, oh, my God, Cecil says this is a great movie. No, no. This is a terrible movie. It is bad. Go watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers because that's better. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is a terrible movie. I love it. I just can't I can't get over the fact like I don't care if that movie gave me a reach around when I was watching it. I couldn't stand it. Like we were watching it with people and like after fifteen minutes we were like, What is this? I can't I can't oh, do this. Dude, like the when they open the scene up and it's literally the, the truck driver and I'm like, God, this this looks so familiar and when it hit me like a ton of bricks, I'm like, Oh my god, this is Resident Evil two yeah, I mean, like, they had those moments, but then, like, anybody would have looked at their dog and was like, my dog is acting really weird after, like, eating this dead thing and licking this dead thing's blood. And also, the dog is now starting to, like, sort of shed its skin and the eyes are all kind of grayish. Like, maybe I shouldn't let it into the cab. Um, This one doesn't even have anything to do with the movie, but now this is, like, the second time that you have said that you started a movie and then it was so bad you didn't finish it. And I've seen horrible movies like rubber that's literally just about the killer tire and i hated it and that I was a great movie though it. that was a great so there's a difference between i can't get through that movie I, oh I my love god that movie. I i've had so many people tell me how fantastic that movie is and i'm it's like so great i can't get through it it's like have you seen poltergeist no poultry? i've seen things killing poultry geist yes poultry no. geist not poltergeist but poultry geist no, but now I have to see it. Okay, that movie is is probably if if I didn't physically have um, 
a, a, a former friend over watching it with me, I would have never finished it. I would have probably turned it off within the first, like, ten. Let me rephrase. I would have turned it off in the first five minutes where somebody reaches up and they break their finger off in this dude's ass because he's like, it's a dead person. It, it's terrible. It is so bad. The premise of the story is they build a chicken hut, like a, a Kentucky fried chicken over top of a like Indian burial ground or some shit like that. Just, just something stupid like that. Like the, the common trope. And literally the opening scene is two people banging in a graveyard and like a, a, a dead person's hand coming up and just, you know, breaking off a finger in the dude's ass or something. And I'm going, this doesn't really set a great, great level for this. But like, if you can, if you want a movie that's going to make you go, okay, Resident Evil, welcome to Umbrella, but welcome to Raccoon City wasn't that bad. Poultry guys will make you do it. See, I disagree. Like, if Resident Evil had a zombie breaking their finger off off in someone's ass, I probably would have watched the entire thing. Oh no! Like, I've seen I've seen some really oh, no. bad movies, and there's a really difference though. Like, for example, there was a there was an Oscar worthy movie called Lamageddon. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Lamageddon is amazing, and Netflix needs to make that an actual like either a show or need to give them like 50 million dollars to make that into like something amazing but it is so bad it's good but there's a difference between being bad 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 and it's so bad it's good and for me resident evil welcome to raccoon city was just so bad it was unwatchable like i'm too much of a fan of the series to watch them basically turn Leon Kennedy and like I know it's subverting people's expectations and everything else but I just I didn't like what they did with any of the characters I didn't like what they did with the relationship between the I mean we talked about this in a previous podcast mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. yeah I didn't like what they did with between Claire and her brother and there's a, a number of things I just I couldn't overlook and I'm like no, I'm no. Not- and that's respectable but the only thing I can say about Leon is that in the movie he actually acted like a rookie versus in what they did to him everywhere else. They made him this huge badass, and he's not. He could have been. He could have been. Maybe he was ex-military. He could have been. You don't know. Leon Kennedy, a rookie cop, means that he's young and inexperienced and knows absolutely dick. Yeah, well, maybe he was uh, former Marines. You don't know. Oh, no, I do know, and he was not. He he Leon was Kennedy. a rookie Welcome who showed up for his first day from the academy and said, "Hey, I'm going to show up and do my job." And then there's a zombie outbreak. All of a sudden, he's a crack effing shot. You show me a single rookie that's a crack shot in that much pressure. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'll have you know that I played as Leon Kennedy, and I was not a crack shot. Uh huh. Uh huh. So anyways, my uh, my state of games, since I haven't finally gotten to mine, uh, I've actually been playing a lot of my Steam Deck as I went on vacation, so it's not like I can lug around a 150-pound metal case with me everywhere I go. But uh, So I was playing a lot of my Steam Deck. I played a bunch of No Man's Sky. The new expedition came out, which if you have not played No Man's Sky and you wanted to jump into something cool, this new expedition is actually a great way to introduce you into their new freighter build. It's basically you make a mobile base. I was really impressed by it. I uh, I can't. I like. I, I don't know if anybody. If you've listened to this podcast once, you've probably heard me mention No Man's Sky because I drank the Kool Aid. I did. 
not sorry about it. It's a fun game. They keep pr- they keep bringing out more stuff. Um, so I played a bunch of that. Uh, also, Shadows of War, um, the Mordor game. Uh, I think it's Shadows of War. Yeah, playing a bunch of that as well. As well as what else have I played? Oh, Capcom versus Marvel or Marvel versus Capcom Four for the PlayStation because I finally picked myself up a PlayStation Five. Um, actually, while I was on vacation, somebody who lives in Florida that I know, I was talking to them like weeks ago, and they were telling me about how they got their PlayStation Five. And I said, "Yeah, I've been trying to track one down." And I had uh, I had mentioned that every time I got a hold of one, I always gave it to somebody else or sold it to somebody else. I, I say gave it, you know, I just whatever it cost me, I passed on to them. Um, and I think I've had like five or six PlayStation Fives come across my lap, and every single time I turn around and hand it to somebody else. And it was funny because I used to get them all the time. Like I literally got like six different PlayStations and every single time I turned it around and I just kept getting more of them. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to get one for myself this time. The moment I tried to get one for myself, couldn't get another one in my hands, could not get another one. So it was really funny. I was on vacation. Uh, my friend, uh, my friend Jess down in, in Florida she messaged me, she's like, hey, this just came in. Do you want it? And I looked through and I uh it looked like it was like one of their Horizon Forbidden West uh, bundles, but it looked like it was for like eleven hundred dollars. And I'm like, oh God, I don't want to spend eleven hundred dollars on a PlayStation. And then she got back to me like a day or two later. She's like, No, no, it's it's for it's for our retail price. And it's for MSRP. I'm like, Yes, I want it. Here, let me PayPal you. So it came in, and I uh, I've been firing up games on that, been playing that. I actually get to finally. Uh, I'm actually okay. Did you ever play Burnout Paradise? I think like a couple of times. That was a racing game, right? Super arcadey, super yeah, racing, super oh, yeah. arcadey, like not not realistic in any way, shape, or form. But Burnout Paradise, I bought it when it was on Steam Summer Sale for five bucks, and I was all excited because I've had it. I had it for when it was remastered for PlayStation Four, still sealed in its package because I got rid of my PlayStation Four before I got a chance to play it, and then. I'm like, oh man, I got it. Oh, I'll get it for five bucks. I'll pick it up for five bucks and I get to at least play it. It crashed. I could not get it to play on Steam no matter what I did. It just kept crashing. So finally, I just said, I, you know, I returned it. And that's only the second Steam game I've ever returned in my life. Well, now I got my PlayStation 5 and I got my Burnout Paradise loaded in. So I'm like, yeah, I get to play some Burnout Paradise again. All right. What else have I been playing? Um,. Boy, I think that's really it. I've been playing. I've, I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky because I've been trying to finish out. I've been trying. I finished out the expedition, and now I'm trying to get to the center of the galaxy. Um, I did pick up that game that you're talking about, the Mortuary's Assistant. Um, I have not installed it. Maybe I'll install it after this and give it a give it a shot. I, I do have the Oculus, and I could go throw it through VR and. Dude, uh, when I was streaming that game, I kept saying over and over and over again how much better this game would be if I had a VR headset because there are so many things in that game because your field of vision is, is much wider when you have one of those sets on. And it'd be it's just like being something like right there in your face as opposed to like me having all of this around me. It make that game just the like the atmosphere that they try to portray and all the sounds as well. 
it would just make it so much better. So you're going to have to let me know how that game is when you have it on VR. So I, I just thought about that, and I probably shouldn't play it in VR. I'm married to an asshole, and I guarantee you, like, I'd be mid-game, and she'd just, like, reach out and tug on my dick or something to fuck with me, and I'd probably shit my pants. I want no. You have to play it now. Like it's. I don't. I don't care if you do wear a pair. Wear some diapers. I need to know how this game is in VR because oh, I've been thinking man. about getting VR and it is like it, honestly. Like I think the trailer does. Like if you just play the demo, if you can in VR, and that gives you a, a generalized idea of how that game's going to be playing out. But the gameplay itself, like depending upon what you do, it can trigger certain things to occur. So it's kind of on you. You kind of scare yourself. Well, I mean that's the best games though. They build angst and really, you know, they they don't they don't jump out at you to to scare the crap out of you. They let you scare yourself. Like, yeah, uh, and honestly, the first time I played through it, because there's like I think there's a total of five endings for right now, and I played through it once, and I got one of the bad endings because I, I fucked up a bit. But like I was like, oh, it's not really that bad. I didn't get really that that many jump scares. But the second time I played through it, oh Jesus, oh sweet Jesus. So here's a question for the two of you, and we'll start with Aaron first to see if you've got something. I am so, like I have been so deep into this new job, I really haven't like I haven't seen anything new that's coming out that I'm like, oh my god, I have to have my hands on this. I've actually been looking at old games, and I hate to say this. Actually, no, I love to say this. I don't care. I have no shame. I've been looking at The Sims because I've owned that forever, and looking at getting the extra expansions for The Sims, and just sitting here, sitting here and doing a friggin' you know house build and watching them die in a pool. What is coming out new that, like you're just you're you've just been looking at thinking, you know what? I'm I've been waiting for this, or man, I really could go for this. Like I can give you one that I didn't even know was coming out that I jumped right on board because I'm a super massive games fan, The Quarry. When that I saw that was coming out, I immediately like the moment I saw it, I'm like pre-order, 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 and I don't pre-order anything anymore unless I am just I drank the Kool Aid for that company. There's only a couple of companies I'll do that for. I won't even do that with Square anymore because Square has kind of like yeah gotten me a little iffy about their games. But Aaron, is there anything new coming out that you like? Oh yeah, there's only one. Um- and I hadn't played any of the other games, but I thought the story was awesome. So God of War Ragnarok, I want to oh. buy that. Um, we actually, so that we could play all of the previous games, which I thought there was like God of War and then two, three, and four, and then Ragnarok. There's like 14 games, and there was a sale where you could buy all of them at once. So uh, Grimden and I did. We bought a PlayStation 3 so that we could buy all these games and we bought all 14 of them. And I don't even remember the bundle was called, but it was like 70 bucks and you got all of them. And so we've only played through the first two. Okay. Um, but we want to play through all of them before we get to Ragnarok. Cause I'm so excited about it. I just, I just think that Kratos went from, you know, just being this angry person that just pretty much kills indiscriminately. Well, not indiscriminately. He just wants to kill everybody. Like every single person he comes across just about. And then he turns into like, Somebody that's actually like, trying to be a good person. I just, I really like old man Kratos. Like how he just grunts instead of answering <laughs> questions. Like I just, I just like somebody just straight up asking. He's like, mm, and that's it as an answer. I just, I just love the character and I'm really excited for the next one. So that's my one that I'm like fanboying over. Have you played the most, not, not, not Ragnarok, but have you played the most recent God of War? 
Um, I watched full playthroughs of it before I had my plan to buy the other one. So, like, I know everything that's happened so far, which is part of the reason I'm excited. But I do want to play it for myself before I go into five. So I haven't played the newest one. Um, the only God of Wars I've played is God of War 1, 2, and 3. And those are the only ones that I played. Like, after that, like, I've, I've actually, that's a lie. I played the one that came out for PSP. I don't know if I beat it, though, but I remember playing it. Shinzo, have you played any of the God of Wars? Uh, unfortunately, no, because they're PlayStation exclusive. And oh, by yeah, the time I really, time. yeah, well, yeah, I was, and now I'm a PC. And by the time I like, I got around to saying like, oh, I, I want to buy a PlayStation. They were just, every time they came out, they were so hard to get a hold of. I was just like, I guess I'm not going to do this. And the last time I bought a PlayStation 4, I ended up giving it to D. Yeah, I actually got to get my hands on another PlayStation because I think D wanted a PlayStation 5 as well. And this time around, when I got my hands on this PlayStation 5, I said, you know what? I'm keeping this one. I'm not giving it away. They're readily available in stock in my area, so if you want someone, I'll just go and PS5s? pick them up for them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're sure they in the local. I still can't find them anywhere. I'm perplexed about how you kept saying that you got a hold of PS5s, like as if it was some kind of weird accident, like they fell out of the, somebody's window or like fell from the sky, and you're like, oh shit, another one. And then you just like, how many of these did you just go and buy one? And then you're like, yeah, never mind. Like six times or like. Well, so like what it what it worked what it worked out was is that I was I was going to get one for myself because I was like oh I want to go get a PS five, so I got on wait lists and all this stuff and I I joined so many wait lists to get PS fives and then you, you know you jump on like the Walmart app when they do stock releases and all this stuff, and I get a hold of one and as soon as I'd get a hold of one, I'd be like hey I got my hands on a PS five and my brother was like oh man I was I was trying to get my hands on one so I said oh. So it's like the first one I got. Well, the first PlayStation 5 I got, I got by some fluke. I don't remember how I got it, but I just got my hands on it. Um, and at the time, I was going through a really rough patch in my life. So I just went, well, I don't want it. So I, I ended up like selling on Facebook Marketplace or something. Um, and then when I told my brother I got one, he was like, oh, man, I was trying to get a hold of one. I said, all right, well, next time I get a hold of one, I'll, I'll give it to you. And literally, it was like two days later, I got another one. So I sent it to my brother. I was like, hey, bro, it's on its way. So as soon as I said I got I got one, and I jumped out, I think I jumped out on the Discord, and I said, hey, I've got my hands on another one. Somebody else uh, DM'd me and said, hey, I've been trying to get my hands on one. If you get your hands on one, can you let me know if you don't want it? I said, yeah, sure. So I got a hold of another one. And it was like a week or two after that, I got a hold of another one, sent it to that guy. Um, and they just kept coming. The most recent one I got from a guy who was on a wait list for Sony. He got it and said, hey, I thought of you. Do you want it? And I said, Absolutely. I said, and I was thinking, if I don't want it, I know somebody else will want it, so I can, I can at least you know pass it on to somebody who wants to get their hands on it. You know, don't let it you know don't let it expire just because you already have one. So I got a hold of it, and then as soon as I said yes, I'll get it. Another guy in the clan that I was in said, "Oh man, I was really I, I wanted to get one, but I just don't have the money right now." So I said, "Well, that's fine. How about this? I'll once it comes in, you come pick it up, and when you got the money, pay me." It's like. I've known you for I've known you for years, and look if if you want to screw me over for like five hundred bucks, or I think it was actually four hundred bucks because it was the digital version. It's like, look if you want to screw me over for 
400 bucks i was like all right then that's how much a friendship costs that that's fine with me i don't care but you know hey then then at least i know he's like no no i won't screw you over i'm like okay then here you go so we went and picked it up and that was like i don't know a week and a half two weeks later he got paid and he sent me money and i'm like hey cool there you go um but yeah so this one this one just somebody else had gotten their hands on and said do you want it i'm like just a bear shit in the woods yes i'll take it so yes, it was it was actually kind of ironic. A lot of times they would just literally fall into my lap. Like I wasn't necessarily looking for them. There was like the first two I was looking for. And then after that, people were just like, oh, hey, I got this voucher. I'm not going to use it because I already have one. Do you want it? Well, yeah, sure. I'll take it. I'll buy it. Somebody will use it. I was just picturing you like walking down the street and you're like, oh, look at a PS5 in this bush. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's obviously not what happened, but my mind was like, I just accidentally found this. This is so strange. There's a PS5 sitting on this guy's porch. I should take this and go pass it on to somebody who really wants it. <laughs> See, I got the complete opposite on that one. I got an image of him just passing by a dark alley, and the guy just opens up his coat and goes, like, what you buying? I'll be like, I'll take an Xbox Series X and uh, two of those PlayStation 5s. Actually, funny, I got an Xbox Series X before I got a PlayStation 5. And the Xbox Series X, I literally, I just turned around one day and I went, you know what? Because I was going to go, I wanted to play, um, I wanted to play Destiny, but I couldn't play, uh, I couldn't play PvP with anybody because I was on PC and they were on console. And they're like, no, we're not, if you jump in our, our, our match, there's going to be these PC players in our match and then we're going to get crushed. So I never got to play PvP with anybody. So I said, Which you know is what? a joke, by Which the way. Is a because joke. yeah, place uh, p- people on PC do not enjoy playing against people on consoles. Because the aim assist you guys get is ridiculous. And I will tell you that people on consoles do not want to play with people on PC because keyboard and mouse will overwrite the aim assist that you get on a controller every single day. <laughs> Unfortunately, people on PC can't say no. We are cross-enabled by default. We cannot disable that on PC. I wish we could, because I totally would. No, all you got to do is just be in a be in a lobby that only PC players are in. Mm-hmm. Try it. That doesn't work when we go. Well, I mean, like if we're going into like Crucible, that doesn't work because the opposing team will be mixed with uh, with PlayStation users. Go, go make it so that the lobby that you're in, you're only PC players, and you will only get lobby with other PC players. It's the same thing that happens on consoles. That's the whole reason why they won't let me play it. with them. I'll have to test it out, because it seems kind of weird to me that that be the case. I'm saying, check it. I was say, just record what you're doing, because I'll need to see evidence of that, because I literally used to do that when I jump in. I would jump in with a couple of people who were on PC, and we would jump in the lobbies and just make sure that we weren't in with a... Uh, we weren't with any players who were on a console, and we'd always get only PC. But anywho, so I bought an Xbox Series X simply to play Crucible with my other console buddies. Um, and like, I literally just turned around one day. I said, you know what? I'm going to go get a console. I'm going to go get one. And I went. I was like, all right, can I get a PS5? I was like, all right, PS5s aren't, aren't easy to get right now. Can I get an Xbox Series X? Oh, look at that. I can get one shipped to me, and it'll be here tomorrow. All right, I'll take it. All right, so God of War. So Shinzu, anything new coming out that you're like, oh, man, I got to get my hands on that. I've been waiting. Or just something that you've been seeing that you're like, oh, man, that looks really fun. I got to get my hands on that. 
there is not anything coming out this year or early next year that I'm excited for, unfortunately. Like if I if I was a God of War fan and I had played the God of War series, I'd probably be all about Ragnarok, but there's not a ma- there's not there's no major no minor titles. And honestly, like the Mortuary's assistant I didn't even know I wanted that game until it just like I logged into Steam one day and Steam goes, "Hey, this new game just dropped today," and I was like, "It looks cool." And then three days later, it was like, "Hey, it's ten bucks off," and I'm like, "Oh, that's not a good sign." But let me go ahead and download the demo, and I was like, "I actually want this game." <laughs> Outside of that, though, no, not a single game I'm looking forward to because really there isn't that much coming out that catches my eyes i don't there's no really rpgs that are coming out there's no action games that are coming out i'm just i mean like honestly for me that's personally good because i have such a backlog of games i need to go through anyway yeah i feel i feel the backlog of games i really do there is one game that's coming out that i know is going to be a buggy mess there might be another game i'll think about it is well, it Bethesda? the one game that i know of that's coming out that i know is going to be a buggy mess is uh starfield and that's only because I just I really enjoy um, I really enjoy Bethesda games just in general. You're gonna have ships that fly backwards. Yeah, well, I mean that's guaranteed. I mean, I, I get a horse that I ride backwards. Of course, I'm gonna get a ship that rides backwards. Come on. Um, there we God, what, what else is coming out this year? I think Arc Two is coming out this year. I really enjoyed Arc Two. Um. I totally forgot about it. And Cecil, I know you're excited for it too. I have no idea when it's coming out. I have no idea how the gameplay is going to be. And I have no idea what the plot is. But Squirrel with a gun. Oh, yes. <laughs> All my we money. We just talking about that earlier. <laughs> All my money. I'm so excited. It made me so happy. I don't care if it's $60. I want it. I'm buying it. And all the DLCs. I, I don't care if each individual gun is a separate DLC that I got to purchase. I'm getting them. It's happening. Squirrel with an AK-47, the sequel. As soon as I saw that you could use the recoil to blast yourself into the sky, I was like, uh, where is it? <laughs> I want to get it right now. <laughs> like, I want it's gotta this be so the, bad. It's got to be Goat Simulator. Like, uh, Oh, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. Goat I know, Simulator, Goat Simulator so was terrible. amazing, but like the oh, ragdoll like, so rag physicals, like, it's great. Dude, like Goat, Goat, Simulator Goat Simulator was, was like great. a bad movie. It's one of those, it's so bad, it's good. But you could summon the goat demon. <laughs> I could summon a goat demon in Phasmophobia. Um, there is one other game that's coming out, and I don't know if it's coming out this year or next. I can't remember if it was if it was pushed out or not, but uh, Kerbal, Kerbal Space Program 2 is supposed to come out, I think, this year. Did either of you ever play that? The the first one, Kerbal Space Program? Um, I watched there was a there's a YouTube channel that releases uh I can't remember what it's called now, the name of the channel, but they talk about like tons of video games, like every genre, whatever. And one of the games that they had a huge problem with was Kerbal Space Program because after it was out for so long, they um I don't know if it was like a multiplayer function or whatever, like they shut down the lobbies, but there was an achievement that was really hard to get and they locked players out of being able to get it so if you were trying to 100% the game unless you had purchased it when it was new you couldn't get the achievement Hmm. and I guess that was like a really big deal within the Kerbal space program community but I personally didn't play the game I never owned it but like 
According to this YouTube channel, this was like a huge thing that people were pissed about because now it's impossible to get the achievement. I really want that to be a news headline. The Kerbal community is rioting. Watch out for the Kerbals. I'm Googling the impossible achievement. That's um, what I was, I literally, I was just doing that too. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was like you couldn't... Oh, it was Fly Me to the Moon. You can't get uh, Fly Me to the Moon? I think that's what it is. Oh, uh, where is it? I'm trying to figure it out, because I remember there was one achievement, and it was really hard to get, and then the developers, like, stopped. You, like, you couldn't get it, and I can't remember why. This is a video I I'm I'm... Trying to recall a memory of one specific video from like a year and a half ago, two years ago that I watched. And now I can't find it. No, I feel you. I feel you. Well, I'll just say, if you didn't play Kerbal Space Program, the first one, it, it was silly fun. Like, it really was just silly fun. And the part that made it the most fun and the most silly is that it actually relied on, like, real life physics it re it relied on specific angles to break atmosphere so that you could get out um you had to calculate orbits you had to calculate trajectory to get to different planets like if you wanted to get to the moon you actually had to be a rocket scientist to do this shit it was it was so silly and like it did a lot of stuff for you too so don't get me wrong there but it was just so silly that it actually had realistic physics that you had to work with and it was just it was it was just a, such a fun game to play so the second one i'm really excited for um i don't know if i'm going to get it when it comes when it comes out at first but i'm definitely going to get it at some point in time and play it um yeah kerbal space program 2 that's the only other one i can think of that i'm really looking forward to coming down the pipe there this year, this year doesn't really seem like it's that big of a year for games. There's a good reason why. A lot of the major developers are either in a transitionary period where they're being bought out or they're being sued for sexual misconduct. It's kind of like I one side. I would of the go other. someplace a little bit deeper. I would say that the pandemic over the past two years have really stalled development in a lot of places other than the AAA titles. Because that that I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of development that was already in the pipe. So that's what we're kind of feeling now. You know, we're getting the the residual games that have been released there, but now we're going to go through this slum of where there wasn't a lot of development during those you know during the past two years. You know, from from mid twenty twenty on, there really wasn't that much. And now with the whole battle of you know the remotes versus the nons. It's unfortunately not a really great landscape. Oh, what else does it look like it's coming out? Oh, there's a new Layers of Fear coming out. What? Really? Layers, uh, layers of Fear 2022? I love Layers of Fear. Uh, dude, I, I, I streamed... Well, there was another one coming out. I streamed that for my first uh, for my first ever Extra Life event where we did a 24-hour stream, and I did Layers of Fear, and I think I beat that game. 
on the stream because I had started playing it and I played it for like an hour or two. And then I jumped on and finished it out actually for my first playthrough on, on the stream. Yeah, right here. It says, uh, New Horror Game Layers S is slated for 2022. Developer Blobber Team revealed the project with a teaser trailer showcasing it. It's an Unreal Engine 5. I'm going to be looking forward to a game that stars an onion. Pop Rappa the Rappa? an onion? It's a Shrek reference. Oh, I thought you were talking about Pop Rappa the Rappa. No, it's Layers. Oh, oh, I had no idea what either of you were talking about. I lost it. <laughs> and both things went whoosh way over. <laughs> I was like, what oh the my God. Did I just age about? myself? Did I just date myself with Pop Rappa the Rappa? I think we both kind of I don't know did. what that means. Oh my God. Like, Go- not a clue what that that's is. A, that's an Pop old Rappa the, the Rappa. That game Yeah, was, that's an old game. That game was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but it was terrible. Um, when you played the original Layers of Fear, so something happened in the game, and I know that the whole thing is supposed to be disorienting, but there was one specific thing that happened, and I don't know what I was supposed to do. I remember what I did do, and I don't know if not doing what I did would have resulted in my death. There's one point where there's, like, this creepy room with the carousel that starts spinning, and the room is really dark. Okay. There was, uh, I know that there's, like, 8 million hallways, but you're walking down this hallway... And I looked and I saw the carousel thing, but then I saw like some big black, vaguely person shaped thing walk at me and I fucked off immediately. I just, no, I panicked you, you and do I that ran away. Because if, the, if that thing catches up to you, I think you'd, I'm pretty sure you die. But I didn't see it ever in the whole game except for that one time. So I don't know if that was something that I somehow luckily avoided. I, I assumed that if it caught me, it would kill me because usually in a horror game, anything that sees you will murder you. Oh but yeah, no, I sat there and I let it I let it touch me once and it killed me. I'm not sure if it happened at that particular point in time, but I saw that black thing a couple different times. I didn't I only saw it once, so I was very confused as to what the fuck that I don't know what it was supposed to be, and I didn't know if I was supposed to interact with it. Because there's other creepy shit that happens that you're supposed to go near. i I can't think of one specific thing off the top of my head, but like the whole thing is creepy and you're like oh this painting fell let's go walk over there but then i saw the carousel move and i was like there's no fucking way i'm heading in there and then that thing was in there and i ran and i didn't turn around so i didn't i don't know if it chases you or if it just stayed in that room or i didn't know if i did the right thing and i never i never looked it up but that thing scared the fuck out of me i was done so i'm trying to find a picture of it and i can't find a picture of a big black monster in layers of fear. Oh, I mean, it's just the. I think it's just a poltergeist thing. Hang on, I'll I'll look it up. I'll, I, I'll find I think it. it's just. I, well, I wasn't even sure if it was a monster. I it was kind of shadow. It was well, I mean, it's black, but like I maybe it could have been a creepy shadow. I didn't wait long enough to find out if it was coming at me or not, or if it it could have been my own fucking shadow. I really the whole thing was kind of disorienting. It was at the point where like I'm not even sure if I died in the game once or not. It was in that part where all the bookshelves move and you end up really high up in the air. I remember that scene. That's actually where I died. That's the only place I died, and I died once right there. I think that I died, but I'm not certain because you kept going through and then all of a sudden it put you somewhere different, and I thought that I fell, but I'm not I'm not certain because oh, it wasn't was like the, a screen was the time that frame, Sorry, was the time frame that you were going, it was, it, did it turn black and white for you? Or was it in color? Uh, the the monster thing yeah well like that entire like like when you when the carousel the, goes i don't remember the room being black and white it maybe 
I thought it was like the little carousel spinning. I can't remember. Maybe it was around the time, but I remember you were walking past and there were a bunch of doors open and it was a door that was on my right. And so like I looked in cause I didn't know which direction I was supposed to go, whether I was supposed to go into one of the rooms or forward down the hallway. And I saw this weird fucking shadow thing. And I was like, hell fucking no. And I ran away or whatever. You know, I can't, you can't really run, but fast walked down the hallway and I didn't even look in the other doors. Like I just went, I don't even know if that affected the ending of the game or not. I wanted to do a second playthrough, but I couldn't get my uh, Twitch to cooperate with me. My audio was all fucked. So I never ended up going back. We should, uh, you know, what we should do. We should all get together. And I'm do a try Twitch. To it too now, because I don't know what. I'm it actually is. watching the uh, the quick playthrough, trying to see what happens. I, I know the room you're in. I know the room you're talking about. We should all get together and do a Twitch playthrough of all of us playing that game simultaneously. We really mess with each other. Everyone is gonna hear me shit my pants. Oh well, they'll they'll hear us shit our pants in tandem. You know, but you know what part of that game got me, and it was right at the early beginning of that stupid game that really got me. The whole, I mean, the whole game I was pretty cool with. The one spot where you fall, like you fall into the basement, and there's all these paintings that are just like sitting there, leaning up against the wall, and you go to walk up the stairs, and as you walk up the stairs, the door is locked or whatever, so you turn around like you're gonna search more, and then there's a painting right there, like huge, right there in front of you, and it just falls over. That got me. That 100% got me. That, um, I remember that and that shadow thing were the two scariest parts of the whole thing for me. But one thing at the beginning of the game, and it's not even close to the creepiest thing that happens, but when you're walking through the kitchen, like, the uh, the uh, layout of the house still seemed pretty normal at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think it's when you start walking through the kitchen where shit started to get weird. But either it was either a painting of a bowl of fruit or an actual bowl of fruit, but it started to look like it was melting. But then when I turned to look at it, it looked normal. And then I was yeah. like, okay, so the game is really, that's when I started to realize like, okay, you have no idea what, what the fuck is going on. And then you start walking through rooms and you're like, hey, I'm already in this hallway. I just came from this hallway. And then you can't go back. And I'm like, oh God, I just, my sense of direction is already fucked. It's all downhill from here. That game in VR would be amazing. Like, I would like that all day long. So there is one other game that I forgot about. Uh, and I actually am looking forward to this because this is supposedly the spiritual successor to Dead Space. Have you heard of the Callisto Protocol? No. So the Callisto Protocol, I saw it a while ago. And they were doing like, it was like a little quick blurb. Not even like, a, it wasn't even like a trailer. It was like a reveal. But uh, the Callisto Protocol is a sci-fi horror game, and it looks intense. Like it, like it looks really good. And I'm thinking I might pick it up for PlayStation Five versus picking it up for my PC. And the only reason that I'm going to think I'm, I'm thinking about doing that is that my PC is a little bit older, and I think I want to play this on like the best quality I can get. I think right now to play this game, the best quality I could get would be on my PlayStation or my Xbox. One of the two. What is the name of it? I'm going to Google Callisto it. protocol. Ironically, it really I, does look like uh, dead space. It does. Doesn't like it? initially. Yeah, it does. 
so like I, I and the only reason I even remember this, I, I wish I could be like, oh my god, I, I remembered this. It came to me like a stroke of lightning. No. I was looking up layers of fears and, and horror games, and I saw an ad for the Callisto Protocol and went, oh, oh, I forgot about the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, it looks... It, uh, I'm not going to lie. You know what? I'm going to change my answer. I might actually be looking forward to this game, because I honestly hadn't heard of it. And now that I'm seeing the trailer, I'm like, you know what? This might be a really good game to play and have fun. Yeah, it it looks solid, doesn't it? Like it, it looks does. like it's going to be a good game. Every time I ship myself, I'll take a shot. And I want to say that it's made by the original people who made Dead Space. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong there, but I want to say that this is made by the the original crew that was in Visceral Games. I don't know. I'd have to Google it. Oh, you know what? Let me look on here quick. Um, I can't find a definitive answer on that Shadow Man, but one of the things says that um, in Layers of Fear, that ghost isn't a threat in the traditional sense, but I don't know what the fuck that means, and it doesn't tell me like where it is. But this is suggesting that it's a ghost. But that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what that means. Alright, so the Callisto Protocol is done in Unreal Engine 4. It's by publisher Crafton and developer Striking Distance Studios. And Striking Distance as a studio with PUBG Corporation, now PUBG Studios, helmed by Glenn Schofield, who previously co-created the Dead Space series at Visceral Games. So there we go. So yeah, I'm kind of excited. There's a... there's. Not that many games that I'm really excited for. Um, I wish I could say I was more excited for God of War. But maybe I gotta go play this most recent one, and it might get my hype up. Because I loved I loved God of War 1, 2, and 3. But I thought they were very... I thought 1, 2, and 3 were pretty much the same game over and over again just they added a few more mechanics as each game came along so i really didn't i guess i really didn't have anything that was making me look forward to it um what was the uh soul sacrifice sequinas sequinas what was her name remember that game soul sacrifice No, it had a, it had a very kind of God of War feel to it. Yes, yeah, so like Sequena's Soul Sacrifice, I think, looked beautiful. Like the game Senua. looked. Yes, Senua. Yes, pl- there you go. I played that. I know what you're talking about. That game was yes. hard as hell. Yes, but there's a second game that is either out or coming out, and if you haven't watched the trailer for that, that trailer for the second game, like there were several times where I was looking at it going. Is that a real human being right there, or is that CG? No, that's CG. No, that looks like a real human being right there. And I actually had to get my wife, and I said, okay, I'm going to put this up on the screen, and I want you to tell me, is this a real human being, or is this CG? And she looked at it, and within the first like 10 seconds, she's like, it's CG. I'm like, how can you tell? She's like, and then she pointed out a couple of things that I just missed, and I'm like, god damn, I could not see it. No, that game was cool. I didn't finish it, though, because it was hard, and I didn't want to turn the difficulty down. So I just kept doing, like, the, uh, oh, like, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called now. Not Elden Ring, but the other ones. Dark Souls. Dark Souls, that's what it is. Like, the Dark Souls thing where you just keep butting your head into the wall, expecting something to change. I just did that until I 
I was like, I give up. I can't do this. I'm like, I got so pissed off. And then I never went back to it. And I probably should have. I never went back. I'd never finished it as well. And I didn't go back to it. But the thing that was difficult for me was not like the fighting in it at all. I thought the, I honestly thought the fighting in it, even on the hardest difficulty level was very, very easy. Like it was, it was very, it was all like Twitch based, but very simplistic. And it wasn't even like you had to be accurate. You just kind of had to just hit the right button at the right time. And that was it. The thing that always got me in that game was trying the puzzles, the trying to find how to line things up so that you got the proper runes to make things open. That's what took me the longest. And that's where I'm like, oh God, like I would spin my wheels for an hour in one scene, just trying to find the damn runes. And I couldn't find them. I'm like, I could have looked it up, but um, I'm kind of weird that way. I don't, if I don't have to, I don't like to. And unfortunately, I will burn myself out on a game when I could just look the damn solution of the puzzle up and continue on. I do that because a few times I have gotten stuck and looked it up. Then it was like, oh, well, great. Hooray for me. Like, I didn't do this by myself, so it didn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. you don't feel like you like, earned it. I do the it. same thing with burnout. I did find the answer to my, my ghosty question from Layers of Fear, though. Okay. Um. It does affect what happens to you in the game. If you, I guess there are a couple different times when you can decide to go through the ghost, and I was just so dumb that I missed it. But it says that those choices are supposed to be subtle, and it does kill you if you go up to it, but that you get to decide whether that was a good or bad thing because it, it affects other parts of the game. I didn't read into exactly what that is because I want to replay it and figure it out for myself if I can figure it out. But apparently there's a bunch of different times you can run into the ghost or choose another option. And it, it different shit happens to you. And I guess if you die because it kills you, somebody's voice tells you that, like, you decide whether that's good or bad. Like, well, you died, but you can get back up and try again. And then, like, doesn't tell you what the fuck is going on. So, um, so yeah. So I don't know whether it was it was better that I didn't get murdered. But I luckily enough missed it the other times that it tried to destroy me i don't think i ever found that ghost one time in there whatsoever like i, I when you're saying they look for i'm like i don't remember there being a ghost at all i do remember when i ended the game and i got like the shittiest possible ending you get i looked up and i said is this the actual ending and they said no no you could get a whole bunch of different endings like you could get this to happen you could get this to happen i'm like how the hell do i get that to happen like oh well you have to make better decisions i'm like uh okay <laughs> a life lesson wrapped in a horror game make better life decisions <laughs> right yeah. yeah i don't know what i was yeah i know that i got the shitty ending too because it ended and i was like well that sucked that was that didn't i didn't accomplish anything and it makes it clear that you could try again um but i was like but based on everything that i saw in the game I have no idea what would have led me to like a happier ending or, right? like, what a happy ending would be considering I did honestly. There were there were spots in there where I'm sitting there going, "There was no other choice." Like it was a it was a hallway. I you walk down the hallway. What other turn turn back? I tried to turn back and open the door. It was closed. Like it was a hallway with no doors and like a window. Like was I supposed to sit in the hallway? Like what what other choices do I have? There's always a choice. I think you just have goes- to be a better detective. <laughs> I think the ghost may might be like that deciding factor then since the game says it make you decide whether that's good like maybe it's supposed to be like a face your fears type situation like oh I know that that's clearly terrible over there but like let's go that way because that was the only time that I remember having a clear choice of like 
imminent death versus possible survival. And I, like most people, I feel like that would have been the correct thing. But now I'm thinking, since I got the shitty ending, that maybe, like, that was what you're supposed to do. It's like maybe, because it says you can find it multiple times. So maybe every time you see it, you're supposed to, like, go and hug it. Death's embrace for me. Like, I don't know what, (laughs) I don't know how else you're supposed to get a better ending. Like, I just tried to survive. Yeah, I have no clue. There there were... There were so many different things when I started reading some of the decisions in there. Because, of course, after I beat it, I'm like, all right, well, what the hell can I do? I started reading some of the decisions, and I got I got through, like, one or two of them. And I went, that is not, like, there's no way I would logically come to the conclusion, let me do that. But I, don't know. Yeah, I, I, I do have to go back. I didn't, I didn't read into what what I could have done better aside from that thing I just read about the ghost, but it says like that they're like a bunch of like subtle things. So I don't know if, if, if there were little hints that I missed, like that it was secretly telling me to go this way. Like, I don't know, one of the creepy paintings laughing, maybe it pointed and I didn't fucking see that. Cause it scared me. I, like, I don't know what I missed, but apparently there are a bunch of subtle hints that are supposed to gently push you to the correct decisions that I didn't. Cause I guess that ghost appears at least three times or more. And I saw it once and I played it myself and I saw another person play it. And actually now that I think about it, I don't think I saw it at all in his playthrough and he got the same fucked up ending I did. So I don't, that's gotta be it. For, at least from my. All I can say here to this is that I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm an atypical male, but I'm still male. So I got full smooth brain going on. If you couldn't figure out the subtleties of what was going on, there is zero chance of me figuring out what subtle clues they were giving me. I don't remember the ending I got in that one. I'm going to try and look it up because I know I played it on Xbox. I'm going to see what, what achievements I got in that game. I was going to say, unless unless there are literally, unless there's literally a guy with those friggin' like air, air cones like pointing me towards somebody hitting on me, I don't even know what they're doing. Like I literally have to have somebody pointing at me like, this person is making an attempt to get your attention. Like I'm, I'm just like, yep, yeah, have a great day. And now I gotta go back and play Layers of Fear. God damn it. So I only got three achievements in the game. Oh, now, oh, geez. Now I'm probably gonna like and force disconnect by trying to turn on Steam here. There's an achievement for staring at paintings for an hour. I didn't know that. I never looked at them. You have to admire the, the beauty of the painter. Just, just one painting or. It's no gaze at paintings for a total of an hour. And then it said, I have 34 out of 3,600. So I don't know if that means that's seconds. I don't, I don't know what that is. All right. I've got, let me see. What, or what there's 3,600 paintings and I only stared at 34 of them. I don't know. I have nine out of 27. Achievements? I have Achievements. I have nine out of 27. Okay, you guys tried way harder than me. I think that I really tried my best to avoid danger, and that might have been the problem. I, I apparently have closed 211 doors in that game through my playthrough. Gaze at paintings for a total of an hour, and I've got 146 out of 360, or 3,600. So Is I, that I the amount of paintings? No, like that's, maybe the, if that's you the number at, of seconds. That's the number of seconds okay, you looked at. I was at. right the first time. 
Yeah, number I spent of seconds. Yeah, because after that one drop in front of me, it was creepy. I didn't want to look any fucking more. Oh, yeah. I spent 34 seconds in a couple hour playthrough. What's Hell reach no. a conclusive ending? What the hell does that mean? Does that mean don't, don't get the shitty ending? It means you fucked up. I got oh, finishing you know no. touch. I completed a painting. I don't know what that means. Sketchbook. That just means you have to finish the, the game once. Uh, I took a thousand steps. Wanderer, take a thousand steps. Uh, discover an echo from the past, and then it says it rings a bell. And then get working on your magnum opus. But there's one. Get working I'll just, on your uh, magnum I'll read Oh yeah, the, I got that. Yeah, I'll read the ten achievements I have, starting from the first one to that. So I got it covered up for a reason. Yep, got uh, that. Sorry, it's covered up for a reason. Scraps of love. Uh, it rings a bell. The artist's impression. The Wanderer, Inspired OCD, The hold Artist's on, hold on, hold Struggle. On. What's Inspired OCD? Uh, searched 100 drawers and cabinets. Okay, yeah, I got that. Yep, yep. Then Artist's Struggle, Embrace yep. Death for the First Time. Yep. Instinct of Self-Preservation, Heated a Warning, or The Warning. Then it's Sketchbook of the Damned, and then Completed a Painting. What's Instinct of Self-Preservation? Uh, heated a, heated the warning. Apparently, there was a warning, and I ran the opposite way. Yeah. So I. But got, what does that mean? Because I, I didn't. I didn't even die. Apparently, I thought I died when I fell off that bookshelf thing, but apparently, I didn't because I don't have the achievement for embracing death. So I, I thought I heated a warning too. Then, but I didn't because I only have three achievements. So I've, well, I also I've got, played mine on Xbox. I've so got, the, that I've got the heat of the warning. I, so these are the ones I got. I got it's covered up for a reason. Get you know, uh, get working on your magnum opus. I've got sketchbook of the damned. Uncovered the developers' faces. I got the artist's impression. Collect a rat sketch. Got it rings a bell. Discover an echo from the past. I got scraps of love. Find mementos of your family. Uh, finishing touch. Complete a painting. Artist to struggle. Embrace death. Inspired OCD. Search a hundred drawers, and then wander. Take a thousand steps. And then I've got I, I've got half of the I got half of this one done, which is you might have a problem. Gather all drawings of rodents. I don't even remember seeing any drawings of any rodents. They they were like there's... in drawers and stuff. Oh, so I didn't search enough. I only searched 42 drawers. So maybe I'm just really unlucky and there's a bunch of rats I didn't see. But there's one. Where is it? I just lost it. I'm halfway uh, done Whisper's with that road long one. forgotten achievement. It says recall every word you said. And I have two out of 22. And I don't, I, I I don't know out of what 22. that is. I'm 68% either, I, of the way through that one. Yeah, I got 15 is out of it, 22 on that one. Is it those flashbacks of like you fighting with your family? I think Maybe. I vaguely recall there was something about like him yelling at his wife or something. I Maybe it's one don't of those. Know. Okay, so you have to, like pick the shit up that makes you remember how crappy you are or something. This one that says um, read every note in the game. I have zero of twenty four, or recalled all of your childhood memories. Zero out of eight. Oh yeah, no, I have um, I have zero out of eight. Yeah. Um, there's one called the big picture and it says assemble all the puzzle pieces. Yeah, I don't I know what the that. fuck that is at nope. all. Nope. Yeah, I want to know what this reach uh, a conclusive ending means. Like, I think it just means a good that? ending, maybe. But I mean, I've, I've reached the end of the game, so what, but what's reach a conclusive but, ending? But I think because we got the shitty one where it pretty much 
by just seeing that you know, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't played it but oh the game's been out for a long time so the ending that I got was where the painting laughs at me and I throw it into that room with all the other paintings and all they start laughing so that leads you to believe that you can try again and that you've done this before maybe that's why it's not conclusive because it's just you're just looping you know what I mean it's like mm. oh you've already done this so that's not a conclusion because it's insinuating that you're going to keep doing that oh maybe 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 that's so maybe you get an ending where you don't do that. I don't know what that ending looks like, but maybe that's the conclusive one where you don't throw the identical paintings into a room together and they laugh at you. Man, does Layers of Fear... There's a masterpiece edition of Layers of Fear? Oh, because it comes with Layers of Fear Inheritance. I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, Anyway, you, it's a did, good game. If you haven't played Layers of Fear, I definitely suggest looking at it because it is a good game. Layers of Fear 2 is out. Wow. Layers of, two, and this layers time of Fear 2 has been out for artist. a while. Since 2019. I had never even heard of it. Neither have I. But it's out. Hmm. Are they connected? I don't know. It- I'll find out though. I'll tell you that much. It's only twenty bucks. Let me know, Bluebird team. Except there's a VR version for you, so you're gonna have to play the VR version. No, a- nope. I'm not. Nobody. There's can a make VR me. version of what? Layers of Fear Two. Bullshit. Yeah. Where? So you have to. You have to. See. So you have to. It's on Steam. You have to buy it on Steam. And you have to play the VR version of Layers of Fear 2. Yeah, you gotta stream it and I'll watch you play it. Hold on. And I'll I'll poop my pants just watching it, really, honestly, if it's like the first one. Layers of Fear. How do I how would I how would I stream Layers of Fear in VR? Can you? Oh. I thought thought you could. Yeah, you could. So basically you, you would just load it up and you would have I believe you could just do it through OBS. Because whatever you're playing on on your headset can still be displayed via the monitor on the computer. Well, here's Layers of Fear VR. Man, I gotta wait for it to come on sale. Oh, and okay, maybe so there's it doesn't an, uh, seem like it's related to the first one at all. Because you're on a somebody on it, some random guy on a ship. But it's the reviews are mixed. But somebody from IGN said it's the most stunning horror game of this generation and said it's hauntingly or it has hauntingly beautiful writing. All right. I guess I'm streaming layers of fear too. All right. Well, before we end out, did um, only because it's sitting here listed on my, if you liked this game, then you might like this game. Did any of, did either one of you play the Blair Witch, the most recent Blair Witch game that came out? Where it was kind of like a walking simulator. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was a walking simulator. Wait, is there more than one? Because I I saw a trailer for one where you had a dog. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Call it back to you. That's a walking sim. That's it's it's pretty much a walking simulator. Yeah, like it's a psychological horror. You don't have any weapons. It's you pretty much go through the entire game of just walking around. It's like Layers of Fear. Like Layers of Fear is. I would classify as a walking simulator because there's just puzzles. There's nothing like you don't actually like do anything that makes any um, sense. You can so. hug death. Apparently 
I can hug death in layers of fear. Apparently. Well, now I, need to figure, now I need to figure out how to embrace, hug Literally, death. it embraces you. That's what said. The ghost literally embraces you. It hugs you to death. I don't. That's what it sounds like. Oh, that's adorable. This little oh, hug, there. little death, little rotting. It, you know what? It didn't look adorable, but I guess I did all wrong. So maybe it was. Maybe you're supposed to be like, oh, come here, you. You just need a little love. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was. It makes me so mad that now I'm making it sound like that's what I should have done. Because every fiber of any rational person's being would tell them to not go that way. Right? You know what? Everyone fears death. No one loves death. So what would happen if you just said, I love you, death, and then hugged it? Do you pretty get an achievement? Pretty sure you get you know Bill what? and Ted's bogus adventure. I feel like the Grim Reaper, though, probably gets a bad rap. Because it's like, yo, I don't kill people. I'm just here to escort you to where people go but everybody fears and hates him for no reason he's like dude it's just a job like he's no different than like a valet like i'm just <laughs> here to take you to the next place and they're it's like, like a, you one of those like mead mater things and he's like i just i'm just doing my job man don't don't hate me yeah, please don't, don't hate, hate me god i just why are you why i got another runner god do you know how much time this takes out of my day i just ah He's like, bro, I'm here to like take your hand and walk you to where whatever death is, and so that you're not alone. And everybody fucking hates me. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm doing you a favor. God, did he you ever see the show Lucifer? Have to talk to his uh, his his wife and be like, you have to go to have to go to Children's Hospital today. Oh my god, that's dark. Did Did you ever see? Have you ever seen the sh- the show Lucifer? I watched some of it, but I'm nowhere near caught up. Total premise that you just said there. His whole shtick is like, why does everybody hate me? Why does everybody think I'm evil? It's literally a job. I'm the Lord of Hell. That's all I do. I don't like, it's like, I'm not up here telling people to do bad stuff. I'm just trying to figure out what their most deepest desire is. Yeah, you know what? In the show, yeah, he's just like, what's your desire? And, like, all these people say horrible shit, but then, like, he's the villain? And I'm like, they're just saying what they already thought. They're just, instead of keeping it to themselves, it's just out loud now. Exactly. He's not telling them to do it. No, he's just like, "Uh, what's your, just tell me your deepest desire. I want to touch little kids. Man, you're fucked up. Yeah, he's like, wow, you're garbage. And then everybody's like, oh, Lucifer, Mm, fuck you. And it's like, that's not his fault. Alrighty, well, on that note, Aaron, where can people find you at? Oh gosh, literally only here, and I haven't been on for a while, so this is the only place right now. It's just here on the Discord, really. We'll rock on. Well, thank you for being here. What about you, Shinzu? Where can people find you at? For the moment, just here at the GNA Podcast. However, uh, after another week or two, I'll be, will be, uh, sorry, I will be, uh, officially announcing my Twitch that people can find me on as well as my uh, Twitter handle. Well, make sure to get me that information. We'll have it, uh, we'll have it plug into our go live. So it tells everybody whenever you go live in the discord, you're not my real dad. <laughs> um, and D is actually over in Germany right now. So if you're thinking of D, just be happy about him being over in Germany. I hope he's having a great time. Um, if you're thinking of D you're doing it wrong. Hey, I think of everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Google Play Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
SoundCloud. Uh, just we're we're everywhere. If we're not there, let us know. We'll we'll upload there. You can also go directly to our website www.gnapodcast.com, and you can listen to every single one of our episodes right there as well. Also, don't forget to check out the GNA Misadventure League. We've got the newest homebrew up. Two episodes out of the Trouble in Keeland. Um, we had our second session recorded just last week. So that's a that's going to be a that's a fun one. I've thrown uh, I've thrown some really weird stuff at them, and it's going to be interesting to see how they un- how they uncover all of this because I've thrown so much at them, just trying to world build. It's uh, it's going to be entertaining. Um, check out Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. You buy games, but you can also donate to charity simultaneously if you order a bundle of games. Uh, you can have a little slider there that tells you, you can tell them where you want your money to go to the developers, to Humble Bundle, to, uh, to the charity. And then if you put question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle link, it will also tack us on there, but make sure to put our slider for GNA podcast all the way down to zero. We don't want any of your money. Send it over to charity, throw some over to the developer, maybe a buck or two to Humble Bundle. We don't want your money though. We just want to know that we sent you there. What else? What else? What else? Um, shout out to Thoughts and Shots. I've been spending a bunch of time on their podcast as well, so check them out. I think the next episode we're going to be watching there is going to be Son of the Mask, and we're going to be doing a drinking game, so pray for Cecil. It's going to be bad. In fact, if I survive the entire episode, I'll be impressed. Uh, if you want to be on the show, reach out to us in our Discord. Go to go to our website. There's a link to our Discord there. Just reach out to me and say, hey, I want to come on the show. We'll get you on the show. Hopefully, we're, uh, I've been looking at uh, trying to get a couple of different guests up here, but just waiting to hear back from people. Who knows? I might be able to get some, might not, but eh, we'll see what happens. Well, thank you two for joining me tonight. I had a good time. Now I got to go play Layers of Fear again. That game terrified me once, but I'm going to do it again. Same seas. Bye, everybody. Same seas. Bye. Bye.